to Faith FM. It is time for the breakfast show. Get your breakfast out. Let's have breakfast together. You are here this morning with Mon and Blair filling in for Lawson and Blake. I don't even know where the boys are. Oh, no, I do know where they are. I think Blake's in the US. Oh, well, that's a, a long way away. It's a long way to do radio. But, you know, he did radio from Finland and I did radio from Ethiopia, so it's not that far. And Lawson, I believe, is at his sister's wedding. That's nice. That's sweet. Yeah, he's going to be singing. Yeah. He sings a lot, doesn't he? He does. Blair, I just want to say, I'm really disappointed to see you again this morning. Oh, wow. Wow. What's the, where'd that come from? The fact that I know you have a litter of puppies at home and you still didn't bring them to the studio. Mm, that's what is true. wrong with you? Yeah, look, that's true. That's, I don't have anything. I've got nothing. <laughs> how, how are they going? How are the puppies? They're good. Four weeks oh. old, charging, very cute. Yeah. I hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> How are you anyway? What are you grateful for this morning? Yeah, good. No, I'm I'm grateful. Just had a a, a week and a half at a camp meeting, which yeah. was a huge blessing. Had a lot of fun. Met a lot of caught up with friends and family. So that was a great. I'm very grateful for that. It was a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. I think the boys did. The, did Lawson broadcast from Big Camp Producer Shell? Yeah, how fun. So our listeners wouldn't know what that is, so that's good. I was, I was about to explain what Big Camp was, but I'm pretty sure they're full bottle. You know, I'm really grateful for our good news story this morning. I'm hoping it might uh, positively affect me, something that I've had to struggle with since my early 20s. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll be asking you all about that in a little while. But um, do you know what? You're filling in for radio tomorrow. Yes, all week. Is it possible to bring a puppy in tomorrow? Well, that is possible, yes. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Let's kick this morning off with a quiz. You paying attention, Blair? I'm ready. Who am I? I said, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Divination? Div- divination. Divination. I have learned by divination, by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Who said that in the Bible? Give us a call or a text if you know the answer. 0491 Zero six four six six nine. I'm unaware of what the prize is. Oh, is that the prize over there in the uh, plastic sleeve? No, no. DJ Shell saying no. She's pointing at herself, so I think she means that she is the prize. If you get this right, <laughs> you get to take DJ Shell home. She'll come and spin some tunes in in your living room. <laughs> wow, I want to play this now. <laughs> I want DJ Shell in the house. Oh goodness, give us a call or text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I'm going to tell you one more time. Who am I? I said, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Do you have any idea who I be? Oh, I've got a few ideas, but shouldn't give it away, right? That, no, 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 don't give it away. But that's a really hard one. I'd be impressed if anyone gets it off that. That'd be very impressive. Speaking of very impressive, Blair, your hair is pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah, you I worked on it like, last night. <laughs> ready for this morning. Yeah. No, but it's also, you've got good color going on. Yeah, well, you know... My, yeah, look, thank you. All I can yeah. say is thank you. Yeah, because don't tell us your exact age, but give us like a ballpark. I think I'm 32. Well, you think you're 32. Yeah, yeah you're looking good for 32. Thank you. I personally, <laughs> um, in how old was I? In, it was in my early 20s. I would have been like about 23. I started going grey. Well, I'm getting some grey speckles in the beard. Oh, in the beard? Yeah. Oh, it's funny how that happens for men sometimes. Yeah, so I, um, I shaved my head uh, in 2006. Uh, for a charity. And, oh, um, the, the, the head shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shave for a cure. Well, great shave. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, back then it was shave for, uh, shave for a cure. They changed the name. But um, 
I shaved it off and someone paid extra to have me razor it down to skin. So it wasn't just the clippers. They got out the shaving cream and a proper old school razor and like really went high. They also took off my eyebrows. I looked very odd. Um, but, but when my hair grew back, this is so strange. My hair was like dead straight like it is now. But when it came back, it came back super, super curly and also with little grey bits in the temple. That mm. was my first taste of grey. And in the mean, and in the years that have followed, the curls have just fallen out, but my greys have manifested. So I'm about 40% grey now. You just can't tell because I colour it every month without fail. It's very annoying. But get this right. This is so cool. Like I sometimes keep my eye on what's happening in the science world when it comes to hair because mm. I have a lot of it. But it seems that scientists the last few years have been working on a method of stopping hair from going grey. And, uh, and I reckon that it's finally been discovered that they find out what the problem was and they're working hard at figuring out how to reverse it. That That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, of course that was going to be something that they'd look at doing. Yeah, right. Because it's, I feel like, you know, since the dawn of time, there's been all these like snake oil nonsense kind of serums. That don't so are, are you all. saying that they've had success in this domain or they're just looking into it? Or? They reckon that they've cracked it. So this is at a, a, they've done like a, they've gotten like some professors, some proper scientists, um, not just like, you know, um, cosmetologists. Yes just people who are in the cosmetic industry. Um, but they've figured out what it is that actually happens. And so this is actually done through uh, stem cell research, would you believe? Um, so they, they found that the stem cells have a unique ability to move within hair follicles, um, and that's what could maintain the original pigment in the strands. I'm going to get a little bit sciencey here to see if you can follow along. But they found that our hair, like as it ages and sheds, it repeatedly grows back, um, and more of the stem cells become stuck in a compartment called the hair follicle bulge, right? And they remain there and then sometimes, and this is what happens when you go grey, they fail to travel back to their original location in the compartment, which is where the proteins would have helped them regenerate into pigment cells, thus helping hairs keep their colour. So they're having like travel issues. Mm. The colour the, the color section's having travel issues. So they, they did this with mice. Um, they observed physically aged hairs of mice and found that more and more stem cells become stuck when, when the mice got older. And uh, the cells were also found to remain in, incapable of regenerating or maturing into pigment-producing hairs that keep their colour. And so they think that the answer might be um, helping these cells move, basically. So, uh, you know, the first thing I thought of when I read this was like, does that mean I should get like a head massage every other day? Well, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. And uh, keep things moving. Do you know, who knows? Maybe you should buy like one of those. Um, I should buy one of those like, uh, you know, those little weird alien things. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah brush they, your head, um, massage your head and just everything. They make you shiver. That's it. Yeah, down your spine. Yeah. And maybe just get one of those and every evening just massage my head with that. So this is this is I actually think this is really cool. So our hair color is controlled by um, with a non-functional but continually multiplying pools of what they call MCSC within hair follicles, uh, whether or not they receive the ne- signal necessary to become mature cells responsible for making protein pigments. I do wonder whether or not um, getting the right kind of protein because like, this as this as this article gets more into the science it talks about the the protein pigments and I do wonder not plant proteins versus animal proteins has anything to do with it as well because as science is progressing they're constantly finding out that when it comes up against each other plant proteins and animal proteins plant proteins are always winning so who knows if they're not that could be something so yeah so keep an eye on this this is really great for any any of you out there who are like me who are old and gray 
And uh, not that miserable, but definitely old you know, enough. I, I imagine that this would be very well received oh, by yeah. the community. And by the scientific uh, section, because do you know what? This is one that they can make money on. I feel like there's yes. a lot of science studies that they do where you can't really like make any oh, this money is so out of it. Oh, so marketable. Oh, so, so a, marketable. A whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I a reckon, cream or something. Yeah, that's it. That's boom. it. I reckon a lot of uh, cosmetic companies and hair care companies will be just salivating at this. Um, who knows what's going to be coming out of this? I mean, this is almost touching on the elixir of life type <laughs> stuff. You know? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, what, doesn't the Bible talk about hair? It says it's, it's a woman's glory or something like yes. that. So, yeah, so, yeah. And I think, and grey hair being the, the wisdom of the. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe in some, maybe you wouldn't want to get rid of it. To I be don't know. Wise, you know? I, I don't know. I didn't feel very wise going grey <laughs> in my early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Hey, I've got a bit of a controversial story, actually. I'm interested to know what oh, you wow. think about Oh, wow, in the, in the good news. Yeah, well, it's come up as good news. I did a little search on the internet, and I'm a little bit like, mm, I don't know. So this is coming out of the state of Michigan in the US. Um, they have officially cleared criminal records for thousands of low-level, non-violent offenders um, with, a, with a program they call Meaningful Second Chances. So basically they want these people to be able to have access to housing and to jobs, um, but they're having difficulty because they have the criminal record. And so they have this uh, legislation, they call it the Clean Slate legislation. They started it three years ago and it's officially come into play. And it's an automatic expungement process uh, which wipes clean a range of convictions from people's records de- uh, following a defining waiting period. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so that's about 2.8 million people with criminal records. Um this is like low-level non-violent offences um, and others that were committed as juveniles. So we're talking like like parking things. This I mean, is I'd be in favour of that. Those parking yeah. things oh, yeah, are so yeah, annoying. Yeah. But I don't think it's parking because parking doesn't stop you from housing or jobs, right? Yeah, so it right. has to be something so a level stealing. up. From, I reckon it might be. The, the thing that I'm a little bit sus about is that it doesn't tell you what crimes. It, yeah, right. It, it does what it doesn't include. It doesn't include like arson, child abuse, sexual conduct, uh, murder, um manslaughter, stalking, doesn't include that. It, it makes pretty clear, like, to, to mention what it does include, but doesn't mention what it does include. But I kind of, like, every time I think about <clears throat> people, like, you know, this happening, this kind of thing, where it's, it's almost like, well, why did you create the law in the first place? Mm. And then also, what about the victims? And, I mean, as well, the, the I mean, the whole point of having a criminal record is so that you can know what right. the background of that mm-hmm. person is. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you're going to go to an employer, you could still get a job if they've, you know, reform the employer. It's down right, the employer right. to take into consideration mm-hmm. that background and then make their own decision. But yeah, well, I'm I'm wondering that I'm I'm just merciless. But I see, I sort of think of it like, well, if someone's been stealing and uh, and now I mean, that's pretty relevant for an employer, right? Hugely relevant. And what, what about the victim? Like, what if you're the person who owns a little corner shop or something, and and someone's been stealing from you, and they got caught, but now their criminal record's gone, and like now they can just start all over and just keep stealing from you, and that's like stealing food from between your teeth. Like that's not that's not a little thing. So I'm like, I mean, I'm all for forgiving people, right. And you know, giving an extra chance. I like the name of that thing, the yeah, second cl- chance, yeah. whatever you say, clean slate, second chance. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Theory in that chances. concept, but um, but yeah, I don't know. The practical application of this right. could have some some curly implications. I think forgiveness is definitely key, but I'm not so sure that just removing consequences is all that intelligent. Hey, give us a text or a call. Tell us what you think about this. Um, do you think that maybe this is going to actually create a mushroom of more crime coming up in Michigan? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Chime in. Let us know. We might read out your text on air. Thank you.
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. This is what I found out what the prize is. It's not DJ Shell, by the way. Oh, wow. You what a disappointment. Then you don't get to have a party in your, in your living room with DJ Shell spinning tracks. Uh, so it is a double prize. You get two books. One of them is called Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing by E.G. White. Oh, nice. Really great book. And the other one is called A Thoughtful Hour. Tracing the Final Footsteps of Jesus by Jerry D. Thomas. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the first one, and I'll tell you more about the second one later. So the first one, Thoughts on the Mount of Blessing. So this is actually a rich commentary on the greatest sermon ever preached. The Sermon on the Mount has been called the Manifesto of the King and um, the Magna Carta of the Kingdom. It is the essence of the teaching of Jesus presented to his disciples. To those who heard it on the hill overlooking Galilee, it had an immediate impact. In some respects, it was revolutionary, overturning accepted ideas. It packs a powerful punch today, especially as it is expounded in this classic by E.G. White. Mm. Really great stuff. Yeah, I've read that. It's a great book. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have, I'm pretty sure I've read it. I can't yeah. remember. I need, I need to reread it. That's what I need to do. But I'm going to give you clue number two. And by the way, we're back to our old system. So um, each of these clues is worth um, hundreds of points. So the first one's the hardest with 500 points, and it goes down to 100. And you can uh, just get one answer right this week to be in the prize draw that's um, drawn on Friday for both the books. I'm sure our listeners remember how this works. So who am I? Clue number two. I said, may the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. That's Mm -hmm. nice. That's a nice sentiment. I feel like that's something you'd write in a Hallmark card. May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. Yeah, it's also also quite... um Quite a common farewell, so yeah. it might be hard to narrow it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's a, a biblical way to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give us a text or a call if you're the answer, 0491064669. Hey, Blair, what's happening around the world? In breaking news yeah. overnight, well, yesterday really this news broke, and uh, I assume uh, perhaps some of our listeners have seen this breaking yesterday, but... In a major cable news shakeup over in the US, two of the most watched, the most popular, um, the most followed news hosts in America have both been let go by oh. their employers. What? Yes, that's right. So we've got Tucker Carlson from Fox News, uh-huh. and he was let go. And we'll I'll explore some of the reasoning around this in just a second. But then within an hour, Don Lemon from CNN was also let go from his position as one of the hosts of their breakfast morning, kind of like us, the breakfast wow, show here. Wow, wow. Yeah. Why? What's Well, this, this is the crazy thing. So, And this is massive news because Tucker Carlson, he runs, uh, he runs a show, Carlson Tonight, um, Tucker Carlson Tonight, where he kind of comments on all of the common mm-hmm. things each day, the trending news and that sort of thing. And it's by far the most watched show in cable news. He's yeah, got wow. the highest viewings, highest ratings, across all of the states, and he did his sign-off on Friday, mm-hmm. and then on Monday, he didn't come back. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> he didn't come back, and the they, Fox News put out a statement, and they said, um, uh, you know, that they'd mutually agreed to part ways, and there hasn't been too much information shared on, on why he was let go. Well, that can't be good. Well, well, this is the thing. This It was just, it's absolutely breaking news, because everyone's trying to figure out what, what what's going on, yeah. right? And it comes in the wake of a... A lawsuit that's been, um, you know, news organisations are always facing lawsuits mm, from things mm-hmm. that their hosts and things say. Uh, but there was a, a Dominion lawsuit related to some of the um, election issues in 2020. Um, Dominion was the voting system 
that uh, that was part of um, how the U.S. election votes were collected. And uh, Fox News have just settled with Dominion for about seven hundred and something million dollars. Um, so they've they've kind of taken it out of court and settled it uh, to just make it go away. But uh, this broke last week, and now Tucker Carlson's been let go. This week, and some are drawing connections to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another pending lawsuit that Fox News have with uh, one of the key programming staff on Tucker Carlson's uh, show. Of course, they have lots of staff that help their show run. Yeah. One of their key staff has left recently and is putting a lawsuit against the show uh, saying that within Tucker Carlson's team there was kind of attitudes of misogyny from other staff oh, members yeah. and a toxic work culture and these sorts of things. So there's there's all, there's all sorts of speculation going on, but there hasn't really been too much specific information uh, around why this has happened. And with Don Lamont, he's on the other end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Tucker Carlson is a conservative mm-hmm. radio uh, news host. Don Lamont, CNN, opposite mm-hmm. end of the mm-hmm. spectrum, he was let go um, over actually quite an interesting uh, his situation as well. He made a comment about, um, of course, they're coming into the the 2024 uh, election cycle, right, for the presidential. And one of the uh, the Republican candidates for uh, that's going to be running for president is a lady by the name of Nikki Haley, who's around mid, I think, 52 ages, years of age. And Don Lamont made a comment on air about her being past her prime. Um, in that, uh, you know, the prime of a woman is between 20, 30 or maybe 40, he said. Um, and so this kind of caused, <laughs> I mean, you may or may not agree with that statement, but that kind of, uh, kind of was a big backlash against him. Uh, and, uh, from his left leaning viewers, uh, which didn't really appreciate, uh, what they considered rampant sexism and these sorts of things. And so he's been under a bit of pressure over that, and ultimately um, ultimately, that's resulted in part with the, him parting ways from CNN. Yeah. And so this is, this is really interesting. Um, you know, um, perhaps both of these scenarios possibly connected to um, perceptions or ideas around sexism or, mis- or, or, or a difficult work mm-hmm. culture – uh, but two of the greatest names in cable news, hosting and television, let go in the space of an hour. It's causing shockwaves around yeah, America wow. and, the, and the globe. So wow. interesting, isn't it? I wonder if this is going to um, push that pendulum even further because I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a huge pendulum backswing coming up very shortly in our, in just world culture, and I wonder if this is really going to just get under people's skin even more. Well, you know, cable news. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of the news, um, cable news is in some respects a dying era mm-hmm. you know you've got a lot of people just watch their news online in little yeah. video clips and individual personalities and things and i wonder whether uh whether that may be the way these two hosts go they said we don't need these networks we're going to start our own following that was or, the first thing i thought i was yeah. like but like why if it's such a cash cow for them why would they like just go start a podcast yeah i mean i suppose it does provide a bit of protection for things when there are uh, things that are said that have others take offence to in lawsuits, you know, the the in, the mm-hmm. the uh, the employer takes some of that as opposed right. to the individual. But right. yeah, interesting stuff. And I, I just yeah, I'm curious whether our listeners um, think that these are uh, fair dismissals, whether they appropriately should be let go, mm-hmm. or whether you know we're living in an oversensitive culture and some of these things are mm-hmm. you know we need to slow down. On, I don't know. Interest interested in the thoughts of our viewers. My conspiracy thought kicks in. You know. That maybe they're 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 most extreme. You know, you got you got your 
Tucker, who is their most extreme presenter, and Don, who is their most extreme presenter, and they're both let go within an hour of each other. You just think mm. maybe they got together and were like, all right, you get rid of yours, we'll get rid of ours. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Good point. Good point, DJ Shop. That's so true. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, there's all sorts of theories coming out. You've got um, some are suggesting, I, I saw a, a comment by um, Candace Owens, a, a commentator, political commentator in the US, and she suggested maybe Fox is gearing up to sell and so they've settled this lawsuit, the Dominion lawsuit now. They've got rid of their primetime host, mm-hmm. and now they're going to sell. I don't know. Maybe um, there's different ideas getting thrown around, but not too much information except for the fact that it's the biggest shake-up in cable yeah. news in recent times. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few days to finding out hopefully what the real reasons are. But um, I wouldn't. Be, I, I think it would be kind of cool if the two of them colluded and got together and created a show <laughs> where they were just like went at each other all. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to picture that. That would be <laughs> that would be fireworks yeah, every day. That, yeah, that would be ratings mayhem. Wow! Um, yeah. But you know, it might. Get, I reckon it would get quite a few listeners oh, and viewers. Absolutely. I thought it was interesting too that Don Lemon, he wasn't even told. His agent had to contact him That's and say, right. hey, you no longer work there. They didn't even contact him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right, yeah. After oh. 17 years of working on the network. Oh, that's so disrespectful. So, yeah, it's, yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm, interesting there might be comments. some things behind the back. And Don Lamont said he, he he thinks there's bigger, larger issues at play. He didn't give too much details on yeah. the firing, but. Hey, no one's job is safe. That's right. Yeah, and even if you're like kingpin or anything. Scary times. <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see what's coming up uh, in the world with this one. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, who am I? Question number three for our quiz this morning. My sister Rebecca told Jacob to flee to my home in Haram so Esau wouldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. It's getting getting clearer and clearer. Is it? I feel like this is still really hard. <laughs> if I was on the receiving end of this, I'd be so confused. My sister Rebecca told Jacob to flee to my home in Haran. I mean, that Haran, my sister Haran. Rebecca parts, that's that helps narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, it told him to flee to Haran so Esau wouldn't kill him. Mm, who am I? 0491064669. Along with the book I was telling you about previously, Thoughts for the Man of Blessing by E.G. White, you will also get a copy, if you win, of A Thoughtful Hour by Jeremy D. Thomas. So this is tracing the final footsteps of Jesus. It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplating the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. As we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more constant, our love will be quickened, and we shall more deeply imbue his spirit. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a charge from Desire of Ages, uh, but this book takes that charge seriously and it goes through the precious story of Jesus um, and helps us to just really focus on that final hour, um, the, those final footsteps of Jesus and what that means for our life. So it's called A Thoughtful Hour, Tracing the Final Footsteps of Jesus by Jeremy D. Thomas. Mm. Be in the draw to win those two books this Friday. Just get one answer right this um, this week. Well, today's only today's Wednesday. It feels yeah, like today's Monday, doesn't it? There's <laughs> not the many public ops. holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got today, tomorrow, and then Friday will be the draw. So, yeah, get in it. Get in it to win it. But it's time for our interview this morning. One of my favourite people on the planet. Welcome, Jennifer Screws. How are you? 
Hello, Jennifer. Come in, Jennifer. Calling Jennifer. Oh, there you are. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you for the intro. It's good to talk to you again. Hey, I'm really excited about this morning's topic. Um, Producer Shell was just telling me we're going to be talking about right brain and left brain. And Jennifer, I've been accused my whole life of being entirely right brained. (laughs) Some people have gone so far to say I don't have a left brain. Um, But uh, is this the kind of left brain, right brain we're talking about? Yes. Most people function too much on their right brain, which I'll explain what it's about and why. I just want to do a quick recap. We talked about the three brain process last time, which was the first one is your survival brain, which isn't conscious. It just reacts, fight, flight, protects you. Without it, we wouldn't survive, of course. Then we have the emotional brain, which is the largest part of the brain in the center core, and that's where we store memories, emotional memories, all sorts of memories, visual memories in the five senses. It's like we have a five sense around video in that part of the brain, Mm -hmm. and it can be activated by the five senses. And then uh, we have the thinking brain, and that's sort of the focus we're going to look at today is your thinking or intelligent brain. And that is the third of the brain at the front of the lobe. The front of your brain is what they call the neocortex or the frontal lobes. And they're divided left, right. And there's a bundle of nerves between them. You've probably heard the term corpus callosum. Um, And uh, that divides them. Now, interestingly, women have a lot more connections between left and right brain than men do. But that's for a specific purpose. When you have a look at women, they have children, they parent, they have to have eyes on the back of their head. Mm -hmm. So they need to have lots of um, interactions between left and right brain for that purpose or for one of those purposes, but it helps them to do lots of other things. Men are more problem-solving, focused brains. They go out to work traditionally, but I know that's all changed in many respects. Mm -hmm. But um, for men, it's it can be more problem focused. So let's solve the problem, and this causes a lot of difference bet- differences between men and women. And we'll tackle that one another time because that's a very interesting topic when we look at gender differences. Okay. But we have this amazing brain. It, that first third of the brain is the computer that runs everything. It's the conscious awareness. Now, if we don't have that brain balance between left and right brain. That's when we have major problems. Anyone who functions well, works in the present, um, a relatively happy person can resolve things as they go, have a good balance of left-right brain. But unfortunately, many people go one way or the other. Now, your left brain is more to do with thinking, intellectualizing, processing information, um, and that doesn't function emotionally but it will think emotionally if emotions are whatever the emotions are doing your right brain is the window into the emotional brain so a lot of people are very emotionally focused they get upset easily they get angry easily they um, can't cope well with life and the way the brain thinks is in emotional terms like um, for example if so if someone does something that I I don't think is appropriate, I might take it personally and I start thinking in terms of emotions when it might not be that at all. So what we have to do is get that left-right brain balance. Now, can you relate to that? Um, 
Well, yeah. actually, when people were saying that I was right brain, they were more referring to the fact that I was creative. So now oh, that you've actually described yeah. it, I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> it has to do with creativity as well as emotion because it's what we feel we create with. So it's also in the intuitive part of the brain. Okay. So what what happens if a person is too, like, too extreme in one case or the other? Like, I, can, I mean, I think I can understand what happens if they're too emotional. Like they're just, like, thrown around by their emotions. But what happens if they're also, like, a little bit too left brain? And how do you balance it? Like, how do you, like, sort of bring it together? Good questions. Well, first of all, um, the left brain, if we work too much with left brain, we work intellectually. We shut down emotions or we don't connect to emotions and we we people do that how often do you meet someone and all they do is intellectualize mm. Mm, i feel like that might happen a lot in a church actually where people like it's all just dry and not very yeah yep yeah and everything comes back to the intellect mm-hmm. so if you have an emotional experience they'll intellectualize it so there's not the balance and we need as you know we need that balance. so but there's a few other things before we look at that balance um, we're going to just look at some of the aspects of that left-right brain, right? Because when we're born, the right, the left brain is not active. It's not active until about two years of age. It's there, but it's just not activated. Wow. So a baby's brain is very right brain focused. It's very emotionally focused, and which is evident when you know they'll have tantrums and they'll get upset and distressed and. If you talk to them in certain ways, they'll smile and laugh. So they don't have that capacity until around the age of two. It can vary to able to work with the intellect to process things and make sense of it themselves. And apparently about a month before you're born, the baby's brain will take on mother's emotions, So, oh. which, um, <laughs> which can be a bit scary in some Yikes. cases. <laughs> I know. Um, I ended up with a very anxious brain <laughs> and I've had to learn to deal with that one. So it depends on how your mum's travelling as to how that initial emotional input develops. Um, and then mum is the primary caregiver normally, but nowadays that can change or it ha- can change at any time. Um, if mum's not well or mum might be working, dad's being the mother basically caring for the child. So that means that that primary carer helps to regulate the emotional state of that child. So, for example, if whoever the primary carer is, if that child is upset and distressed, that person, when when they're intuitively and heart connected to that child, will go, oh, they're upset and they'll calm them and soothe them. The baby learns to regulate emotions that way. If the primary carer can't do that, by the age of two, they have what we call dysregulated emotions. So they can either go into control mode emotionally or they can just be an emotional mess. They have those extremes. And this is where that development of left-right brain starts. It's uh, And that, depending on your model, society, our beliefs, all of that, shapes our brain as to whether we're going to go one way or the other. Um, so does that all make sense? Yeah, very much so. Because often when I talk about these things, people start thinking about, oh, hang on, what was it like for me when I was younger and uh, start to process things. And I know the listeners will probably do that. Um, I would encourage people to talk to mum 
about uh, if she's still with you, about um, you know, what it was like when you were born and what was life like for her? Because it's interesting to do a bit of research to have a look at how your brain developed. Very important. And I suppose if also you're you're in the process of creating a family, it's uh, very important for mm-hmm. mothers to, to mm. regulate their emotions and make sure they're, they're having like a stable time through the last bits of their pregnancy. Blair, you've just had a kid, haven't you? Well, you know, I was just thinking, I mean, not yet. It's coming out May 16, May oh. 16, a few weeks. So this is prime time really, isn't it? This is really good information is, for you right now. I'm, I'm listening intently. <laughs> you've got to go home and make sure your wife's really happy. That's right. Fluff up the pillows, serve the breakfast. This is fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is good, yeah, because it's... If mum's happy, then baby's happy, of course, and so's dad on, when you look at it. But yeah. um, certainly the security you give the baby when they're born and helping them just to regulate emotions is very powerful and being aware of the baby's emotions. The baby and the, the, the mother or the primary caregiver is um, connected even on a physical level within a distance apart. They still are connected to each other on that level. So there's a lot that a primary carer can do to help a child to feel secure. And if they feel secure, then they're going to grow up with more of that brain balance because they are secure. So, but when it comes to adulthood and if you're not secure, and usually it's that insecurity that seems to tip the edge on your left-right brain balance because whoever you meet, whatever you do, triggers emotions. And I'm sure you can think of people who are very emotionally driven or, you know, just live on their emotions. And there are other people, as we said, who are too intellectual. Now, to get the brain balance, we need to do lots of things. One, we talked about getting decent sleep. If we don't sleep well, then uh, that brain balance will struggle. Um, and a lot of people can relate to that one. So that's a prime mover. And we spent a few weeks looking at sleep cycle and improving it. Um, Another one is um, in, in that brain balance is nutrients, what we eat, you know, how well the brain is um, charged nutritionally, getting that balance. And I think we talked a bit about that as well. And the other one is I find things like nature, being out in nature and being focusing in the present moment gives that left-right brain balance. So... You want to ask a question? Oh, I actually just wanted to, you were just saying about sleep and actually we just have our listener Sky message in and she just wanted to thank you, Jennifer, for the information you've shared recently on sleep and relaxing. Apparently it's been very helpful to her. So you are definitely uh, helping our listeners with this information. So yeah, a personal thank you from uh, from one of our listeners, uh, Sky. Oh, thank you. That's really good because I I know I don't always get to hear how people go yeah. But see, knowledge is powerful. The right knowledge is powerful. And the brain, when you when the brain understands how it works, it works smarter. And that's scientifically they found that mm. you teach the brain about itself and then it will be a lot smarter in the way it functions. Yeah, that's so, true. I've experienced that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so recognising whether I'm over-intellectualising or being over-emotional and doing something about it. And I, I do things when I'm getting all caught up at home because I live alone with two cats that <laughs> can be a good trigger for emotions. And if I find that I'm getting a bit wound up, I'll, I'll go, right, stop what you're doing. Because often when we're in the emotional brain, we're all over the place. We can't 
stay on one thing. We're doing six things at once. I'll put everything down. I'll make myself a drink. I drink a lot of herbals and I'll go outside where it's a nice area and I will sit and have my cuppa and just settle down mm. um, and do some breathing. What we do with the breath is very powerful in that left-right brain balance. So when we do some slow, deep breathing to about the count of five in through the nose, out through the mouth and do that, it settles the heart and it settles the brain. So, um, and that we don't have time to talk about that heart-brain connection, but I'll do that next time because that balances the brain. So just in our, in our last minute, tell us just a quick wrap-up again of those uh, tips to help us balance our brain. Okay, so sleep is crucial, um, good nutrition, being hydrated, being in nature or doing creative things, being in the present moment and then uh, breathing, the power of breathing, just to slow everything down and correct that brain balance. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Always a pleasure having you on Faith FM. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.